Let's really think about it. When you see people saying, oh, they've been laid off their job, mm-hmm. you don't really see security professionals. I, saying, I've never I, seen it. Yeah. yeah. You you rarely, if you do see it, it's, it's probably something else going on yeah. with that. But you never see that. And it's overall, like, we have to protect the company. Like, yeah. if you get rid of our team, like, that means you don't care You're about vulnerable. the data. Yeah. You don't care about none of that. And that's going to cost you more money in the back end versus keeping us. Yeah. So it's just... It, it's a need it's a necessity so we've discussed a lot of different roles here at tech as a new black we've had the opportunity to interview a variety of different guests in different fields uh, one field that is of grave importance is cybersecurity. so there are a lot of different misconceptions about cybersecurity. like okay what actually does cybersecurity do uh what type of importance does it have in the tech industry well we have a guest today that isn't just in cybersecurity. they're actually a senior level in cybersecurity. Uh, this guest has been in the industry for going on to eight years now, has worked at a variety of different tech companies, um, has different people that report to them, and also is a huge influencer on social media. Y'all, my guest today, Tay on Tech, is someone who I've been looking up to on social media in terms of actually creating content. Not going to lie, I've stolen some of his pieces of content uh, and, and have posted it, uh, but also I've really um, enjoyed getting to know him at different tech events. Uh, so, y'all, I would love to introduce y'all to my guest today, Tay on Tech. Hello, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, bro. Appreciate you being here. Look, I'm going to tell y'all straight up. If if we a little a little slurred a little bit, we, we had like a shot before we got started to loosen ourselves up. But it might, it might kind of like make, I don't know what, what it might end up doing. It might do something else. Yeah, hey, bro. Man, man, dude, so happy to have you on. <clears throat> but I've... I think way before we like connected, connected, mm-hmm. you know, I seen you, you know, I followed you on social media and uh, just was like, yo, this dude's content is like really clever, really creative. And one of the things I told you this recently, I was just mm-hmm. in Dallas and actually um, wearing the, uh, the Rolex, <laughs> the Rolex uh, I bought bought from him. Uh, but I was uh, when I was in Dallas, I was telling you how you're not just like a, a the type of influencer like myself, where most of my content is more geared towards just comedy you know, salary, things mm-hmm. like that. Your content is also, t- it also touches on like what the actual job is. Mm-hmm. It also touches on things that people like myself, even though I'm, you know, I'm in tech sales engineer. I know, I know more than most people that aren't in the industry, mm-hmm. but you are constantly posting content of things that I'm completely unaware of. And I'm always shocked by. So mm-hmm. I think like, that's really dope that you take it a step further. You don't just post things that are comedy, but you also give really good nuggets and information. Yeah, like a lot of people don't really talk about that. And so when they hear like these, oh, you can pay 150, 200,000, you get to work from home. They don't realize what work from home means like in yeah. cybersecurity. Like there's been incidents and situations where I'm completely not doing anything. Like during a Christmas break, we was off for two weeks. We had an incident, something came up. Taking, we need you to check this out. Mm. And you don't see people talking about that all the time. So it's like, I like to give like the full picture, not just the pros, but the pros and cons, if you would say as well yeah. too. So they can be like, oh, do I really want to do this? And most times when you think about it, like, you know, most people are probably making like 40, 50,000 per year, mm-hmm. going to work every day, breaking 60 hours a week, hate their job. And it's like, yeah, I, I can deal with that. I don't mind. You know, <laughs> you calling me randomly for $200,000. But (laughs) so, you know, it kind of like, even though it is work from home, things like that, but you still, it's still the pros and cons to it. You know what's what's funny? Uh, (laughs) I remember I was working security, like actual security, Uh you know, the little (laughs) ugly suits walking around, uh, walking around a building, patrolling the building. And I remember I was an on-call security officer. And the first time they called me, I was like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. 
<laughs> exactly. Was, I'm out living my life. But what's funny is that. So then they ended up firing me, and I, I didn't care. Yeah. It was like I think I was like maybe nine or eleven bucks. I was something goofy, but for two hundred k, oh I'm you there. you call me when you want to what? Huh? Exactly. I'm there. Exactly. And people think it's just work from home. Oh, it, it's work from home. Yeah, but you work. But it's flexible. Yeah, it's. I mean, realistically, I'm not gonna lie. I'll probably realistically work like four or five hours a day. But the stuff I'm doing, it's like. It's more researching, trying to yeah. figure out certain things. Like a lot of my job is me researching like a lot of different things and making sure that, you know, we're protected from the things I'm researching from. Mm-hmm. So that's that's yeah. basically what it is. But in, like when people get into cybersecurity, I'm typically like as an entry level role, like stock analyst, information security analyst, they're typically like the front liners. Like they're monitoring the screens. They're trying to make sure that nothing's really going on. They don't really have that responsibility as like an engineer. Yeah, where so, they're more so they're SOC analysts. Yeah. yeah. So can we? All right. So we want to pa- pause okay. real quick because I, I already know because I got beat up before. I had a, a, someone on here who had done cybersecurity, and when we looked at the YouTube comments, we had, we had talked about a bunch of different things, uh, but everybody was like, "What do they actually do?" Which I know is okay. what, what you're jumping into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just to ask, so everyone uh, who's viewing, who's listening, um, mm-hmm. at least here's the question and understands what we're talking about. So what is cybersecurity? Can you explain for us what cybersecurity is in terms of the, the like, is it a job or is it like an entire like sub industry? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? So at the basic term, cybersecurity is there to protect the company and protect the data. Okay. Like that's, at, at the end of the day, that is the goal of cybersecurity. Yeah. That's why you have cybersecurity teams, information security teams. You're protecting the company. You're protecting mm-hmm. the data that it has because if that leaks out, you got to think about it. Like LastPass, they just had a breach. Yeah, I just saw that. And you see a lot of people like, well, I don't really trust them with my data. So, you know, you they have your passwords, your bank information, your social media. So they have all this information. So, if you can't protect my data, why would I do business with you? Yeah, and that's crazy that they are actually a people they're security exactly. like they <laughs> exactly. are security so it's like dang even the security company exactly is got hacked exactly so even right now we're like we're looking to leave them so you just imagine like how many customers that are leaving them because they can't protect passwords and so you got to think about that with too like say for instance everybody's gonna favor shop amazon shop with amazon but just imagine like you hear a huge data breach it's like y'all have my credit card information and all this i don't feel safe shopping here yeah. So that's where you got to think about stuff like that whenever, you know, cybersecurity, like, and that's the thing. A lot of companies don't really like, it feel like a, a nuisance to them. Like, oh my God, I got to do this. Like, I have to do this. And instead of people start thinking about cybersecurity like that, I feel like they should start thinking of like security as a feature. Mm-hmm. And Apple is like one of the only companies that really do that. Like, they don't like with their encryptions, like you, bro, like they're like a fortress. You can't yeah. really do anything Apple with it. Apple does not play that. And yeah. so I feel like a lot of companies just start looking at like security that way. Like this would be a mm. feature versus like, this is something I have to do. Mm. You know, that's, that, that's real. Uh, so curious, um, kind of take like a, a okay. quick tangent. Cause you said something. So when a company is hacked, mm-hmm. like, and let's say they have like cybersecurity mm-hmm. people on their mm-hmm. team, and, and I know they're they're again different names and different roles. Yeah. But let's say they have cybersecurity people uh, there. Do the, does the company do they do the cybersecurity people get in trouble? Like is it like yo, <laughs> yeah. y'all are the ones that's supposed to make sure this ain't happen, and the, it happened. Yeah, so uh, I've never really been in a situation like that. So I mean, typically I know um, like Uber when they just got hacked. Like, they started looking for, like, an entire new, like, security engineers and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Typically, 
if you get so fired, like they were not, thinking about getting rid of theirs and getting some other ones. No, I don't think they was getting rid. Of, I think it's just adding, um, okay. adding to them because most of the times, like there's two type of companies. There's companies that's been hacked, and there's companies that don't know they've been hacked. Dang. It's not. It's not all about like when. I mean, you know, like when or if. It's when. Like yeah. you're yeah. eventually something's going to happen. Whether it's like they stole data or not. It happens. So every so basically every company at some point gets hacked. Yeah. If they're around long enough, they're gonna get hacked. Woo! <laughs> it's Man. just whether or not if you catch it. Man, so all right, let me you, you give me <laughs> hype. All right, so uh so what are some of the different roles in cybersecurity? Mm. So the role that you see like a lot of people saying like they want to get into cybersecurity is typically the SOC analyst, what you're saying. And the thing about cybersecurity, like Analyst roles, they typically all do the same thing. They'll try to say threat analysts, information security analysts, cybersecurity analysts, SOC analysts, but at the end of the day, they're doing the same thing. Some company, depending on the company you're at, you're probably doing way more work. You're probably only monitoring. And whenever you, as a SOC analyst, you're typically the guy that's right there on the screen. You're like, oh, there's an alert. Let me investigate it and write a report. So basically, just like a police report, like whenever a police go out for an incident or something, they witness it, they write their police report, put it in. That's basically what you're doing as a SOC analyst. So that's why I try to tell people. Um, that's typically the easier role to get into, yeah. but because cybersecurity, it covers so many different domains. Like you got to think about cybersecurity, you have to know networking, you have to know a little bit of sysadmin, um, a little bit cloud now. So it's like you have to know a ton of different things mm-hmm. just to get this one role. Yeah. That's what makes it so hard to get into cybersecurity because it's like there's really no such thing as entry-level roles because it's going to require you some knowledge from some other type of role. And that's what I typically tell people, focus on networking. If you can focus on networking and really understand networking, then cybersecurity will really be a lot easier for you because you have like the IPS. I'm not going to get too technical, but you know, you have like different things that you have to be able to identify and be able to um, have that conversation and convey that over to non-technical people. Bro, man, cybersecurity is, is such a dope industry. Like, I, I think the only other fields in tech that I would be like, aside from being a sales engineer, uh, man, I've always said product, like product management. I, yeah, I like what sure. they do. That that space is dope. And then, man, definitely like cybersecurity because it's just it, like it's it just I've grown more like of an affinity for it like mm-hmm. over time where I'm like yo that industry is really dope yeah. and I mean when I was uh, when I was uh, hanging with you in Dallas recently you and your homeboy were arguing <laughs> bro that was that argument was so <laughs> bro my DMs blew up so many people were asking me who won who won I'm like bro it's the next day they haven't they haven't done it yet so uh, so for those of y'all who are watching and listening um, uh, so you are a Blue he, teamer, yeah. yeah, yeah, blue teamer. He's a red teamer, and he's a, your homeboy's a red teamer. So, yeah. what is a blue teamer, and okay. what is a red teamer? <laughs> so, blue teamer is the person that protects the company. Like, I'm the one tasked with creating certain like configuration or threat detections to stop people from hacking the company. Like, say okay. for instance, if someone is trying to steal something, then I'm tasked with that. A red teamer, that's the hacker. So, whenever you hear someone say, "Oh, you know, hackers and stuff like that," it's typically a red teamer. Why would a, a tech why would a tech company hire a hacker? Or why do uh, they have hackers at their company? Yeah, no, so for the same reason why, you know, did you have a blue team? Like my thing is like they want to make sure that they're actually able to be protected if a real world um like event happened. Like say for instance, yeah. there's and people typically get red teamers and penetration testers uh mixed up and 
They essentially I do the same thing. I didn't know I didn't. I'm like, wait, hold <laughs> up now. Yeah. So a pen tester is someone who's hired externally and they have like a scope of things that they can do. So it's like, hey, you can touch this application. Don't touch this one. Don't go this far. A lot of times, you know, some, they can get arrested sometimes, like trying to Dang. like, yeah, it, it doesn't happen all the time, but if you're not really like, but they're like, hey, this is the scope. I'm allowed to do this. They call the company. Okay, let them out, whatever. And then a red teamer, they actually like emulate an attack from like a real world like actor. So, so I mean, there's like this big hacking group and they target certain companies and do certain attacks. A red teamer is going to go in the environment and act like they're them. Yeah. And there's no scope. There's no limitation. You do whatever you want to do to get to what you need to do. And so it's almost like sparring. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, but it's like a sparring before like an actual boxing match where it's like, no, like we're really fighting. Like Mm -hmm. it feels like a fight. I'm really fighting you as if I'm the person that you're about to fight. Mm -hmm. And it's just like real preparation to see like what your weaknesses are. So that way you can like see what things you need to work on. Yeah. And that's a purple team. The combination of two. They do exercises. So there's a red a blue and, and a purple. purple and the yeah. purple is the they're the pin uh, they're, they're, the, they're the combination of both so okay. it's basically you run an exercise to make sure that we are protected by this so it is it's, it's essentially they're separated but when you're working together to do both then it's a purple team so you and your homeboy y'all are arguing <laughs> about if if he could breach uh-huh. like I'm, I'm assuming it was like just some software or, or some platform yeah. But he was saying that he could breach whatever it is that you would be de- defending. Yeah. Him being a red teamer, you being a blue teamer. Yeah. Uh, and y'all put y'all put some was it money? Y'all put yeah, like it was like ten racks. Yeah, y'all put ten thousand dollars <laughs> on the line <laughs> to see if he could, he could breach that, bro. My DMs blew up. People were so engaged yeah, by that. Nah, we do that all the time. Like we always get into those arguments. Did, but it's did, fun. Though. Have y'all had the conversation? No, we haven't yet? done yet. So we asked. We're actually trying to set it up and stream it. Oh, so that'd be crazy. Yeah. So um. He's gonna have his people, and I'm gonna get my people, and we you know we are so, trying so, to set so it up. So he's gonna get his red team. Yeah, so we 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 actually trying to set it up. Like we actually, um, I, it's actually two people that I want to reach out to. Um, Day is one of them. You should actually hit Day up. He's he's a great guy. Is he's he like young. a guest or something? Uh, or just, just yeah, either way, yeah, okay, he's, cool. he's a great guy. But um, he's 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 a cloud engineer, but he's like a detection engineer. But um, I'm hitting up my two people. And we're gonna try to get together and actually try to stream it. It'd be, I feel like it'd be some great oh, content. That'd be some amazing <laughs> content. Yeah, bro, that'll be really insane. Uh, it's like like a tech version, new age of Bloods and Crips. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's super good. So, all right. So, how did you become a security engineer? Uh, man. So the thing is, I originally went to school like I thought I was gonna be a politician. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to I went to um, political science. I changed my degree like twice, um, political science, and then I just did uh, was like business marketing. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, I was never going to class business marketing. I had like a point nine GPA my first semester. <laughs> like the second semester, I had like a one eight or something like that. And it wasn't because like I couldn't do the work. I just would never. Yeah, bro, you smart. Yeah, yeah. It was just like it was it was it was boring. And so I was like, man, like I've always been good with computers. I've always been good with stuff like that. So I looked into software engineering. I did computer science for a little bit. I was like, yeah, I hate this. And um, I had took my first intro to cybersecurity class, and my teacher was telling us, you can get paid to hack. And I was like, well, man, BS. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah, bro. That, and so as I started just looking into it, I was like, man, like this, this is a real thing. Like, you making money? Like, bro, like my internships, I was making like $40 an hour. Like for getting, internship, getting like my sign-on bonus, like the biggest sign-on bonus I had as an intern was like fifteen thousand, 
And so, yeah. <laughs> a $15,000 sign-on bonus for an internship? Yes. Bro, so, that's crazy. So, why everybody else in college knows that's regularly out. I'm good, like, I'm, you know, I'm buying red bottoms. I'm the Louis Vuitton. Like, yeah. I'm doing all that. And people are like, what the fuck is this dude doing? I'm like, yeah. it's my internship. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if I inter- like, bro, I was like, I'm not going to lie. And I was also um, working as a contractor for his Linux engineer, too. Mm-hmm. So I would always have like my contract job and I was also have my internship mm-hmm. and like my internships was only like a couple of days per week. And, you know, so I'm able to do that. And it was work from home as a lineage engineer. So like since college, I've been making probably at least 60, 70,000 a year. Man. So it's like I'm in college. Like you got to think about like, were you making man, <laughs> you was in college making more money? Oh, man, that's like middle management <laughs> yeah, like a corporate so, company. That's yeah. crazy. So I, I have been making, like, decent money. And um, at the time, like, because I had so many internships, like, my experience, like, whenever I came out, I said, I'm not taking an entry level or, like, a college, like, type role. Because typically, when companies try to bring you in, they try to bring you in, like, as a in a in a college program where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, the fast track you do. I'm like, no, I, I'm not doing that because I know if I come in, I can make a media impact, like, in my internships, like, I had immediate impact within like my last two, three internships because like I had that experience. So when I came out, I was like, I'm making no less. Like I'm already making like 60, 70 now. I'm not taking no less than like 100. Yeah. And so, you know, I had th- I think I had like four or five like offers coming mm-hmm. out and I was pinning them against each other and like, hey, whoever you're And so basically you was like, <laughs> and you were telling one yeah. company, hey, they're offering yeah. this. Yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. Because <laughs> like my first offer coming out was like 80, 85, like, and I was like, nah, like, and it was the crazy thing about it because it was a specific company I was working with. I I had like nine interviews. I interviewed with like four different teams, and they all wanted me. And so like I was pinning teams against teams to give me the best offer. That's how you do it. <laughs> Dang so, man, that's why. Yeah. So so that's how you basically got into the industry. Yeah. But now you're a senior. Like you've been in multiple tech companies, mm-hmm. and now you're a senior security engineer. Yeah. How did you get to senior? Like you're you're 26 years old, mm-hmm. and you're a senior. Like that those that's almost a contradiction here in senior yeah. and 26. So I've I've been a senior since I was 20. I just had to do that since I was 24. But uh, <laughs> get it right, get it now. right. Um, so the thing is, it's really just like development and skill. Like before I became a senior, um, I went to consulting. So I consulted with Booz Allen for about two years. And I tell people, like, even though, like, I ended up um, leaving there or whatever, that was the best experience I could have had. Mm-hmm. Like, the amount of experience that I would have had, like, I probably wouldn't be getting that experience until, like, now or a couple years later. Like, yeah. I was doing all type of stuff. Like, I was doing, like, architect, like, building out Splunk architectures, like, coming in, building in programs, like, mm-hmm. vulnerability management programs. And, and sorry, like, I was, like really seeing like seeing stuff on the ground up and just really learning this i had to wear so many different hats and typically most people that go into consulting they don't get that experience they're mostly just pushing a sales spreadsheets and presentations Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but luckily the team i was on i got like a lot of different experience and like as i got that spirit i like i feel like i can be a senior now so i just started planning jobs i started looking at the um, job descriptions it was one job that was like we we want someone with a PhD. I'm like I like a PhD. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking at the skill set. I'm like I can do all of these. I can do all of this. Only yeah. thing that I don't have is the PhD and the ten years of experience. But I always try to tell people like when they ask for a certain amount of experience, ignore that because a lot of times the the software or the product that they're asking ten years for haven't even been out for ten years. Probably not for <laughs> Bro, two I've three years. That. Yeah. Bro, did you uh? There was a dude who applied to a company. And they had 
asked for like a certain skill set and they say yeah you have to have the experience for this long Mm -hmm. not only had that software not even been out that long Mm -hmm. the dude was the one who created you heard about (laughs) that he created it and didn't get the job he's like i actually created the software (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was so wild yeah no so that that happens a lot that's why i tell people all the time like forget the job description if you if you see some skills on there that you know you have the skill to do apply anyways bro yeah let them tell you no every every tech company i've been at I didn't technically fit the role. Like I, yeah. I looked at the description. There were things on there where I was like, my first tech company, they say, oh, we, you need to know how to code. And no. I, and my first interview with them, I was like, uh, hey, I'm letting y'all know I don't know how to code. And then <laughs> exactly. they were kind of like, they were like, okay, cool, we don't either. <laughs> and then I never had to code there. Yeah. It was like, yeah. So nice. I, I've even told people, I'm like, yo, do not focus on yep. the don't don't focus on all of it. But yeah. I, I love hearing you talk about that from like as a you know security yeah. engineer yeah because it's been like it's been a lot of things like me personally i don't call myself a coder i can code script and stuff like that mm-hmm. but like it was come to the like a lot of job interviews like i had to say coding test and i, I tell them straight up, i was like i'm not a coder like i'm a scripter like i i do just enough to make my job easier like i code to make my job easier i don't code to make everybody else's job easier mm. so and i was like okay cool like as long as you could like efficient enough to like you know automate certain tasks and things like that that's fine yeah so you don't need to know how to code though and yeah so yo so one of the most in-demand roles in tech and one of the most roles that you all ask us about the most is cybersecurity. Uh, cybersecurity is one of the most uh, like recession-proof style jobs in tech and to take it a step further it's also a job where you can make a crap ton of money in this industry. Many of you have been asking us about the best route to get into cybersecurity. There are a few different routes that you can go, uh, a couple different boot camps that I think are really great for cybersecurity, but recently we just partnered with one called Syntax Technologies. They are one of the most highly rated boot camps in the US, and to take it a step further, their boot camp isn't just under $5,000, but also they provided us with a unique discount to provide to our audience. So that way you all do not have to pay the full price for the bootcamp. This also involves any discounts they might have, any special sales that they might have. You can use this discount on top of their discount, their sale. Now listen y'all, their cohorts are limited. They only have about three cohorts a year and it's on a first come first serve basis. So make sure you go ahead and sign up ASAP so you can speak to an advisor and that way you can enroll in Syntax Technologies and become a cybersecurity analyst. So why do you give uh, free content instead of creating a course uh so i actually did create a course yeah. so like for the longest with me i've never been the type of person i always felt like when it comes to like certain stuff like cybersecurity. don't get me wrong i believe you should charge for certain information and mm-hmm. stuff like that but i also feel like when with certain things it's like just create it and just do it like just kind of put it out there for me it was more so like with people generally, like they really want to do something, they really are interested in stuff like that. Because a lot of things of this like stuff, you can actually find on the internet for free. Yeah, like it's it's free, it's out there. Mm-hmm. But people don't really like understand it. Like, say for instance, if you want to go into cybersecurity, mm-hmm. it's gonna be so much content, so much stuff out there. You can like, it's gonna be overwhelming. You yeah. won't really be able to understand like what exactly to learn and what to do. And mm-hmm. so that's typically why people put out courses. You yeah. put it all in it's one all place. In one spot. It's all condensed in one spot. And so after a while, um, after I did, you know, kind of created and stuff like that, I was like, I've never been the type to really care to charge for stuff like this anyways. I've always been the type of person to kind of put stuff out free. And even like long-term wise, like I still get paid off the content, like mm-hmm. by me uploading on YouTube 
and me doing like that like i'm making money off of yeah. it but it's more like b2b versus b2c to the consumer mm -hmm. so i feel like it lasts long because you got to think about it like oh like something when stuff is out there for free people gonna tell their friends their friends gonna tell their friends they're gonna do this and you know my brand get bigger exactly. marketing get bigger yeah and you know now i'm dealing with brands partnerships and stuff like that like they contact me and like hey like you know you see you talk about this we would love for you to be affiliated you'd be an ambassador and now i don't have to really like worry about doing the customer service i don't have to do any of that yeah. and it's just more it's like for me on the business side of things it just made more sense for me to go the free route but be affiliated for other stuff so i don't have to be the one to constantly updating that and i can make probably the same money if not more by doing that yeah brand deals are incredibly huge yeah incredibly huge yeah now so th that makes sense you you know there's to go that route that you're going where you're like mm -hmm. yo i'm already making really good money in this exactly. industry i don't need to charge people for anything let me get a free content platform as my platform grows brands see me and now i'm gonna get the money on the back end just from them exactly so, yeah, that's that's it, actually it, really ta smart. it takes longer yeah but when it hits it hit yeah <laughs> So now I, I believe that uh, someone uh, stepped to us recently. We might be uh, Texas New Black might be joining a network, oh. uh, and they stepped to us offering a basically saying, "Hey, we'll bring like brand deals to you." So we mm -hmm. currently don't have like any major brand deals. Mm -hmm. uh, that was something that we we're about to start trying to work on, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll bring brand deals to you." And they showed us basically how how much each of their uh, like all of the other shows on their network mm -hmm. are are bringing in on average about. Uh, 1.5 mil in brand deals and i'm like what <laughs> i'm like oh no nah, that's yeah. nice yeah so that's that's what really opened my eyes to i mean most big youtubers that's really how they make yeah. their money is through brand brand deals, deals. and so now nah, I'm, I'm totally with that 100 i love that uh so um why is cybersecurity like borderline recession proof <laughs> so I mean, that's that's a great question. So the thing about cybersecurity, like there are certain compliances that certain things by law companies have to follow. Like when you think about it, like let's really think about it. When you see people saying, "Oh, they've been laid off their job," mm -hmm. you don't really see security professionals. I, saying, I've never I, seen it. Yeah, yeah, you you rarely. If you do see it, it's it's probably something else going on yeah. with that. But you never see that. And it's overall like we have to protect the company. Like yeah. if you get rid of our team, like. That means you don't care You're about the vulnerable. data, yeah. you don't care about none of that, and that's gonna cost you more money in the back end versus keeping us. Yeah. So it's just it, it's a need, it's a necessity. <laughs> like software engineers, they get because the product's built already. Yeah. We only need a couple of people to maintain it. Yeah. Because typically, you know, like depending on what you're building on stuff like that, like you have like certain companies like Facebook, they probably got like a thousand different products that they're working on at a given time, and whichever one's gonna provide the best, you know, ROI, we're gonna keep that team. Yeah. If you're just, you know, experimental and things like that, we're going to get rid of you. Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't see the money, the instant return on it yet. Right now, we're looking for longevity, so we're going to keep this. So, software engineer, and then think about it being a software engineer, it's really hard to get on teams like that as well, too, because mm -hmm. they want the best of the best. Yeah. So, with security, you know, we, we here. <laughs> you say that some companies are, is it that some companies are required by law? No, every, like, so by... So when I say required by law, it's more so like certain compliances that they have okay. by like, say, for instance, if you're a payment process company, like you're a company like Walmart or something like that, you have to follow this compliant with PCI DSS. Mm -hmm. So which is basically like payment card information that you have to protect and you need people to be able to protect that. Yeah. So, yeah. Bro, that's pretty nice, man. So what what is the the ceiling 
look like in cybersecurity in terms of like both role as well as like income, like ballpark? Shit. Uh, <laughs> so honestly, bro, it really varies on company. Like it, it really, and cause the thing about like when it comes to like working in tech, the biggest piece is equity. So yeah. it's, it's equity. So it can be a million dollars. It can be two million dollars. It really depends on yeah. the equity piece of things. But like from the ceiling of what I've seen as far as like base wise, like you mm-hmm. take this home every two weeks, I think the most I've seen is probably like 350, 400 for that's, the most part. That's but really good. But a lot of the money come from like sign on bonuses, um, you know, performance bonuses, equity. I know um, current the company I was at previous before the company I was at right now, I was making like 350,000. So like my base was like I think it was my base was like one sixty five one seventy, and I had my equity was like crazy. So so when you say base, so you had mentioned a, a performance bonus. Mm-hmm. That's not like something in tech sales where obviously there's base pay then like commission. commission. What is a performance bonus Perform- for cybersecurity? So performance bonus is basically like you have like a set of goals that you mm-hmm. establish. Like hey, these are the goals that we want to accomplish for this year. Yeah, you complete those goals, you do good and you know, so it's also two sides of it. It's like the company, how well the company do, mm-hmm. and how well you do match to those goals that you um that was set for the um department yeah. for that year. You hit them, you do good. Like I've had performance bonuses as much as like forty thousand yeah. dollars. Whoa! So yeah, that's what, like that's and also it, it depends on the company as well too. Yeah. So obviously being at the right company, it plays a big role in like the performance bonuses, how much you're gonna get paid. Because most of the time, I've been hearing people say they get their bonus like six to ten percent. My bonuses are like twenty percent. Plus, like you get like a magnifier, like depending on how well. Like if you overachieve, now you get one hundred fifty percent of that typically twenty bonus. So you kind of add it all together. Dang. So yeah, it, it it's definitely you can you can definitely um get forty fifty thousand dollar bonuses depending on where you at. I don't know if you know uh, Shanae. Her name's a recruiter cousin on uh, LinkedIn and on Instagram. She's a, a, a really popular recruiter for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was she actually recently was talking to me about um, what you were just kind of talking about, like total comp, like mm-hmm. saying like, yo, people should focus more on total comp yeah. and not just on what the salary is, you know, whether that's equity in the company, like performance uh, bonus uh, and just like other things that are in there. And so mm-hmm. it's I love the fact that you brought that up because that's something I, I do want people to hear like mm-hmm. more about to understand. Again, that's something that I recently was like, dang, that is true. Everyone, sh- we should think more about that. So I love that you brought that up for people that are listening and watching this mm-hmm. to to hear that and be like, okay, let me not just think about what's my what's my base pay or, mm-hmm. or what's this what's that, but realize, okay, what is the total comp? Like, mm-hmm. what are other things that come with this company versus another? Yeah. So when you're working at tech companies you have total comp you have the sign-up bonus you have the base pay which that's what you bring in every two weeks or semi-monthly whatever your pay schedule is you have performance bonus and you also have equity mm-hmm. so what people typically focus on is the base pay yeah they like some people don't even ask for sign-up bonuses there has not been one instance where i did not ask for a sign-up bonus because yeah. a lot of times companies probably say oh yeah we, we don't really do sign-up bonuses you ask them I promise, like, I'm not going to say you're going to always get it, yeah. but it's a strong possibility. That Have you, you always get. gotten it? You got- I, every every time Dang. I get a sign up bonus, every like my last sign up bonus, was like 70 grand. So, <laughs> and that's when I bought my Porsche. So, hold up now, yeah, 70 stacks. 
So yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, you you definitely have those like kind of like you can get big sign on moments. Yeah. for real. Like people just don't ask for them. Yeah. And so I focus on that and mostly like equity because thing about base pay, uh, especially when you're working at some of these tech companies, they have like a ceiling. Like okay, well if you're coming in at this position, F or F I, which is like the level that you will come in, mm-hmm. it may cap off. Like the most we can give you base may be one hundred seventy thousand. So we can't really go above that ceiling without, you know, bring you in as an L5 or whatever. So you negotiate for a higher, you know, level. But, you know, do you really want to do that? If they kind of brought you in like this, you probably won't have, like, the necessary skills and things like that. Because if mm-hmm. you could, they'll bring you in like that. So my biggest thing is equity. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, like, with certain companies. Um, like, right now. Hey, um, you even break down, like, what is equity? So equity is stock. It's stock in a company. Um, when you have startups, you have like stock options. When they're a little bit more established, you get RSUs, which is like, well, I ain't gonna say guarantee money, but that's the amount of money that you get from them. Like if that stock is worth this much, then that's what it is. I know for me right now, um, I'm at a private company. Um, we haven't IPO, we haven't had a liquidity event, which basically no one has bought us or we haven't went public yet. Mm-hmm. And so I, believe in this company all the way like i was willing to like hey like i want equity so Mm. if we ever go ipo or anything like that my stock is definitely going to be worth like at least i am yeah whoa so yeah so (laughs) so that's yeah so that's the thing like people don't realize and then this like this is probably like the only industry where you become a millionaire with a nine to five, yes, like people yeah. always say, like, oh, you can't become a man if you go to if the people right say company, that all the time. You can, oh, you never become rich working a nine I'm, to five. I'm telling you, you do not it, know about this industry. In the tech industry, if you play your cards right within six to eight years, you can become a millionaire yeah. for sure. Because <laughs> you got to think about it. Like places like Google, they give you like three, four hundred thousand in stock or issues, and a company like Google gonna always be around yeah that stock is just gonna keep going and then you gotta think about not only you got 400 grand in stock you gotta think about the appreciation obviously depreciation as well too if the stock goes down but Mm -hmm. also when the stock goes up Uh, not only you have that but you also have this huge base salary that you have and if you live within your means easy like i like currently right now i save about eight grand a month for savings and investments that's good so it's like if you play your cards right and you invest the right way six to eight years shit easily be able to become a millionaire if you go to the right company so bro that's good man that's uh that's a real good good nugget to share uh so what what are you working on like what's next in terms of both your job as mm-hmm. well as like just tay on tech as a brand so tay on tech as a brand um as, honestly I've, I've been trying to kind of map out my goals and things like this um i definitely want to get a little bit more consistent we're creating labs, just pretty much overall trying to help people get into the tech industry and all of that. Um, I know right now I'm starting to stream um, a little bit more, so I kind of stream the game, but also stream like when we're doing actual labs. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think this year it's more so about brand recognition uh, mm-hmm. for the most part. Like beforehand, I was creating content without really having a goal. It was just more so, oh, I just want to be kind of informative. But now it's more so like I want people to be recognized. Like, oh, like, well, I get that now. Like, oh, the sound tech. But it's like yeah. bigger. I kind of grow it. Like, kind of grow my following. Just really try to help as much as I can uh, yeah. overall for that. And, uh, you know, essentially, uh, I know I'm back on YouTube now. So I'm trying to create a little bit more content there. Because, you know, people like YouTube, but also TikTok and all. It's easier to create the content because people's attention span a little bit um, shorter. Yeah. Uh, as far as career-wise, 
um i'm very happy like i i think which is also kind of dangerous too um i think i'm very kind of complacent right now mm-hmm. i'm just saying like you know i'm getting the money that i want to make i'm doing what i love so i plan on being at this company for a couple yeah. years yeah. bro, bro <laughs> like, you really like this company because because yeah. you, you job hopped a lot yeah and uh as, as you should but for you to be at a company and how long have you been at this company now six months now Dang, because, yeah, when when we had met, like, in person, was it was at Robin. that tech event. Yeah, you had literally just, just left Robin Hood. Yeah, you had just left Robin Hood. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, yeah, but for you to, for you, six months in now, you to be like, yo, I'm staying at this company for a Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Like That the, says a lot. The amount of, like, freedom I have, the amount of, like, it's the money I'm making. Yeah. It's... I'd be a fool to leave. Yeah. Especially like, you know, at least until we uh IPO or somebody buy us out. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm here for a couple years. Yeah, bro, that's <laughs> bro, that's good, man. I'm I mean, congratulations. Uh, you know, we, we got the drinks here. I was making a joke <laughs> earlier saying, uh, we should call this episode Tech Champs, like Drink Champs. Uh but if it was Drink Champs, we'd be like, give a round of applause. <laughs> give a round of applause. <laughs> no, nah, but that, that's really good to hear, man. Congratulations, man, just to be in that space. I understand what you're saying, where it's like, okay, well, the risk of being so happy and kind of being complacent, but it's like, okay, that's true. But also I do want to say congratulations just for yeah. being in the space that you're in. Cause like you think about it is like when you're like, I'm in a complete, like I mean, I'm in the top 1% as far as like when it comes to income, when it comes to jobs. So it's like, I can't be mad at that. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, give, it's give a clap. Black yeah. man, top 1%. <laughs> so no, yeah, it. it's like, I have everything that I want. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm at the point in my life, money don't really excite me no more. It's yeah. more so about my freedom. Like, because when you start making a certain amount of money, your quality of life don't really change. Like, mm-hmm. my quality of life has been the same since I've been making like 140, 130 grand. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing really changed. I mean, I buy like cars and watches now, but I was still able to do that. But now I'm able to make like impulsive decisions like, oh, like, I want to go buy a watch today. I can go yeah. buy a watch today. So it, it just. It makes me more impulsive than anything. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love that. I, I think when kind of that same number you mentioned, when I was kind of around like 120, 130K, that was when I kind of got really depressed. Yeah. And I got depressed because I, I hit that point of realizing, oh, more money isn't going to make me happy. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're, we're we're still getting a bigger bag. We're still chasing, chasing more. But now it's not even about... It, oh, this thing is going to fulfill me. Now it's like mm-hmm. either one, just playing the game and being mm-hmm. like, okay, how, how well can I grow this? And two, kind of setting things up for the future. But may, maybe this kind of goes to the the aspect of you not really caring to have a course, but you just kind of giving the game away for free. I think the thing for me that's become the most fulfilling is legit just helping people. Yeah. Whether it's helping to see them get in this industry or just helping people in life. The money going to come. Yeah. Like the money, like, because you got to think about it. Like whenever, like whenever you have like a stamp on your name and like, said community tech community and things like that you get way more awareness like you now you're speaking at events like afrotech mm-hmm. like render atl like that's a great company stuff by the way like you you having those opportunities and as your name get bigger as your content get bigger which mm-hmm. means more companies come to you now so it's like oh like it takes a little bit longer but when it's established you locked in as long as yeah. you don't do nothing dumb but yeah, it, that's essentially like the route that I'm going right now. It's taking a bit longer, but luckily I had already kind of had like a brand and things like that. So it's like it's not taking me as long as you know the individuals that start from like the ground up. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I kind of have a jump start on it already. Yeah. So yeah, overall, yeah. It's cool. So last a question that I have goes to 
how do you so you're very low-key like you're super mm-hmm. chill super low-key you don't be doing the most uh like some some people i know <laughs> um but still like you get invited you get booked to speak at different tech events mm-hmm. like you know you're getting these really dope opportunities mm-hmm. that many people that have been in this industry even longer than you have mm-hmm. aren't getting those opportunities like how how would you say like you've gotten those opportunities or what advice could you give to people that might want opportunities yeah like so it actually kind of goes back to just what i was saying like mm-hmm. as you start doing things like because the thing is like you have people like especially on tiktok you have individuals like they typically lie and when you lying and things like that to kind of get your following it becomes hard to trust you all it takes is one person to be like he's lying like yeah. or she's lying and you got a bad rep for yourself but when you gen- when you do stuff to genuinely help people and there's nothing wrong with genuinely doing stuff to help people and make your money as well too there's nothing yeah. wrong with that as well but like when you actually like doing it because hey like i really fool with this or this mm-hmm. is something i'm passionate about then it just comes like people see that like people mm-hmm. understand like Whenever I'm having conversations with people, they're like, dang, like, you're really passionate about that. Like, I hear how you speak about it. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I really do enjoy it. And so under the, under the real advice I would just give people, like, like, stay true to your mission. Like, actually, like, create stuff that's going to be valuable. Like, people always asking, like, how can I grow my following? How can I do this? Provide value. Like, yeah. why should I go to your page? Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to laugh? Do I want to learn some different things? Um, you know, do I want to learn about money? Do I want to learn about sales engineer, cybersecurity? Like, yeah. what? You, cause the thing about it is, like, people try to appeal to everybody. Yeah, you can't appeal to everybody. You gotta find the audience that you really want to, like, you know, appeal to, and speak to the audience. Like right away, you may not have like the engagement, the interaction, but eventually, the people that really want to see your content is going to be the people that you end up connecting with, and they're gonna be like, oh, I love this kid. I love, I love this content. I love her content, and they're gonna keep showing you love. They're gonna keep, keep coming back. And as you know, you keep growing, people keep sharing your stuff. It comes down to it, like, because typically people that have these speaking engagements, stuff like that, they're in this industry already. So it's like when they start seeing people talking about you and like, oh, who's, hey, like, you know, we, we having this conference. We would love for you to come speak. Like, how about it? So, yeah, that's that's, that's really the advice. Just really stay to it and uh, do something that you actually enjoy. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 